Friendless is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, which is sponsored in part by Connexus Credit Union and Direct West. Hey there, sweeties. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Friendless, the only podcast about how to lose all your friends one hour at a time. I'm your host, James Evermako, and this week, I have a very special guest, Scotland's favorite son, Gregor Fleming. Gregor and I discuss bumbling into jobs in Victoria, the long train ride across Canada, drinking as social lubricant, and of course, so much more. Gregor is an absolute treat, and you're going to love this one, but don't take my word for it. Lean back, get comfy, and enjoy my interview with Gregor Fleming here on Friendless. Good evening, my time. I'm good. Good, pal. It's good to see and hear your lovely voice, you know? It's been, uh, <laughs> been a shit, a shit long time, so I've been... Yeah. Did a, did a deep dive into the the sea friendship thing on Facebook. Oh, yeah. There's not, I mean, there's not really a lot there, if I'm honest. I was going to say, um, is there anything to draw from? Yeah, but... So I think the last time I actually saw you, and I don't think I ever properly spoke to you, but it was at Mel's wedding. So Mel and Dave's wedding, right? Yes, yeah. And at one point, so we crossed paths going through the room. Okay. And all I remember is you just going, like, kind of like, Gregor, you motherfucker. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. But I know that we were both going to something else at that moment in time to speak to someone else or go to the bar, most likely. I don't know if we even fucking spoke after that, you know? You know, I was actually wondering about that because I, because yeah, that wedding has to have been the last time we saw each other because I, I, uh, I didn't move away soon after that, but I had like, I basically went into like a recluse for the next year and then moved away. And so I never saw you again, but, uh, but uh, I was definitely thinking about that wedding and trying to figure out like, did we talk? Because I was in a, I was in a fucked up way that night. It, like even aside from the fact that it was a wedding, you know. So, yeah, I, so mean, I was already off in a way. Of course, isn't it? But yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. The conversation. I mean, I guess that's good that you don't know if we did either. Because if you were like, no, we definitely talked about something. Yeah, and I've just fucking forgot all about it. Because I was at the wedding, and then I went to like a sort of after wedding party somewhere. Mm. But I don't know if you were there. No, no, I didn't make it through to that one. I, I was, I was in the, I was actually in the middle of, of that was sort of like one of the opening salvos of a very protracted breakup with oh. uh, the the woman that I was living with at the time, and uh, she was at the wedding and was miserable, and so we had to go home. <laughs> Bloody women, they're all the same. <laughs> But uh, where I want to actually start, I love this. I, it, this is, the, I think, the lovely thing about you, and I think what will end up happening a few times is the ability to just slip into, like, these, like, y- you come from a period of my life that I don't, I don't think of very regularly and yet think of very fondly, you know? And so when it does happen, it's always like, oh, fuck, that's right, that, you know? And, and, um, and so what I want to put to you first as a, as a first question is, um, what is your most vivid memory of our friendship? Well, so I think I'm mistaken. I thought this was the first time I've met you, but the Facebook deep dive told me we'd obviously had a game of poker or something uh, previously. Okay. Not a euphemism, an actual game. Um, 
so I was living with Mel at the time, and Peter was staying with us. And then we came, I came home from work, and you and Peter were like just vibing off some fucking stupid, scary computer game, and just having an absolute hoot. And I just thought, I don't know what's going on, but I was like trying to get, <laughs> trying to get involved. Um, yeah. And then this is it. So this is the thing. Like I feel because the time I met you. I feel we could have been better friends, but I think you were too young. Because I think that day, I was like, this is great fun. I was like, right, come on, boys. This is, we're all buzzing. Do you want to go down and get a pint at, like, yes. uh, uh, Mod Hunters, I think, maybe the pub down the road? From Mods, yeah, Mods was down at the bottom yeah. of the hill. It was like that yeah. little, it was shaped was like, like an English pub. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I obviously knew Peter quite well at that point. And then I was like, all right, you're seeing a good laugh. You know, let's go get pints. And you were just like, oh, I can. I'm only 18. Yeah. And I was like... <laughs> oh, fuck this like, kid. Oh, well, that's fucking shit. So then, <laughs> going on... So your birthday was just a month or so ago, was it? Yes, or, yeah. Because then I don't think you were then able to come to my leaving party when I eventually left Victoria because you would have still been underage as well. So I feel... Yes. We crossed paths, obviously, a few times at, you know, we gatherings, uh, poker nights, or, like, going around and smoke some joints in places or whatever that was, was going on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever shared a beer in a public house with you in that respect, you That's know? The but- thing. You know what? I think you're spot on. And, and, and that was, man, that summer was such a pain in the ass for me <laughs> because, because I was... My 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 birthday is literally like it's August twenty fourth. It's the very very end of the summer. So when I moved to BC, I literally like because the drinking age in Alberta is eighteen. So mm-hmm. I turned eighteen, and then that same week I moved to BC. Ah, age is nineteen. Yeah. So yeah. I got like I got like four days in of getting to drink, and then I had to move, and um, and then a whole another week uh, year, and uh, and then yeah, waiting through that last summer because by then you know. I had friends and I had a whole network and, and I was I was really good friends with both Mel and Mel and Peter and and oh fuck man and just having to get through and not only the the other problem is that it's a university summer so it's not just June July you know what I mean it's like you're you're done yeah, in it's April not just June July and it's not just people are going out Friday Saturday like people well exactly maybe not as much as people would do here but people like would be going out more frequent but exactly I mean BC is like one of the most fucking anal places I've been in terms of like going out drinking and like that whole I don't know if they still do it like the whole like two piece ID bullshit because like if yes. someone's lent you their passport or their driver's license you they're still not going to not give you their bank card or some bullshit that then exactly qualifies as that oh you got a second piece I'm like you've got my fucking yeah. passport mate what do you want my fucking <laughs> blockbuster card for it doesn't prove it anything it's so stupid so yeah they're so they're so diligent about it and and it's and it's yeah it's a complete pain in the ass to be 18 and to just be like well i guess if you guys want to stay in and watch a movie we could yeah i've got house parties and things but like of course i mean obviously coming from from scotland i mean sure the 18 is a drinking age but you know you find a wee kind of dodgy pub that will kind of let you in or you know so like i mean i've probably been sleeping in the pub since i was sort of 15 ish yeah um which was tough for me because I, I 
you know, still fairly fresh faced, baby face. So even back then, I looked young as fuck. So when I was getting served pints when I looked 15, you know, that's like, <laughs> You're giving you a real hard time. Like, they, they know. We all know. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> you some money. Scene from, uh, what is it? Is it Hot Fuzz when it's all the kids at the pub? Ah, yeah. Like, what year's your birthday? Every year. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay, there you go. Yeah. So it's You're like, out, right? <laughs> they go from like somewhere a bit laid back ish to then go to that extreme two piece ID bullshit was mm. uh, a bit of a shock for me. And just like, yeah. I mean, we can talk about, I'll go down this this road since I've started, because I mean, I feel... Yeah, yeah, that's where I want to actually, you know, to uh, to sort of lead you in, because I want to say, like, like, yeah, what the fuck were you doing in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I came, so it was the summer of 2005, I came over. Mm-hmm. Um, what it was is I was in that period of life where I was done with like university and higher education and I, I didn't have a proper job nor did I really want one so I was in that kind of no man's land of what the fuck did I do so I was just like working yeah. part time in like a bar kind of pool hall for a bit and then I just thought I wanted to see some more of the world so being here in Europe like we obviously got lots of different countries on our doorstep and whatnot, so you do see a bit of things right but it's like you go away for say a two week holiday to Greece or Spain or something, right? And you go to like these holiday resorts, which is basically just mm. full of home comforts from the country you go. Like so there's like pubs right. that have like only fills and horses. I don't know if you're aware of that. So like pubs that just show classic British fucking sitcoms and serve you roast dinners. <laughs> okay. And you're like, I'm not you so you go on holiday to Greece to kid on you're just in sunny UK like so yeah yeah okay I was like there's more of the, the world than that you know so mm-hmm. I mean don't get me wrong I fucking still love doing that but of course yeah I'm um, hearing that I'm so jealous I'm yeah, like oh I mean, my god I'd love to do that yeah. nice. I mean it's, it's great but I mean there's a time and a place for it but of course yeah I'm just like I want to see some more um I'd actually spent a summer couple of years before I moved to Canada working in America, uh, working down the mm. down the Jersey Shore um for a summer. Oh, no kidding, okay. So yeah, a place called Wildwood. Um <laughs> and uh that kind of gave me the taste for just being somewhere for a longer period of time mm. and then meeting other people. So we were there for three months, I think. And I mean I mean this is a tangent, but like I went there for the America summer 19 and we're like ah oh, you know this will be good because at that point in my head I was like yeah I'm a bit fed up going out and getting drunk all the time so we'll go to America and we can you know and I thought <laughs> it'd be a great idea after a week we're like this is fucking shit and then yeah we proper because the town we lived in it was all like work uh work visas students uh so student work visas or just Europeans coming to work for the summer this the theme park there was like this proper like fake id thing going around so this is so this was 2003 so this is simpler times by a stretch yes so basically <laughs> frank abagnale fucking eat your heart out so basically what we did was like you went to a, a shop and you photocopied your passport a few times you took it home you cut out some numbers put them over where the 
the years you had to cover up. Go yeah. re-photocopy it. And then that pubs would let you in in this town with that because because they knew in your actual real passport you've got your work visa if you lost that you're you're fucked you know so they're like places would accept this wee photocopy of a passport um because you don't want to be bringing it out with you ah, exactly oh yeah 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 okay and then we actually lived with a a guy that was a bouncer you say bouncer working the door at a pub yeah yeah so we took our photocopies down to him and he stamped it with like his establishment's official stamp which means yeah. that he's seen the original and the copy so basically our fake ids became fucking legitimate yeah like non-refutable around the the wildwood area so uh <laughs> we then <laughs> after the summer we did a bit of traveling um i would try to use these things in a in Manhattan, and like, and basically just get fucking laughed at. Like, you got the ID boys, and we like unfold our A four paper, and like, <laughs> but it, we went into a fucking cliche Irish bar, and it was an Irish last name, one of them in like Midtown Manhattan, and she's like, "Do you know what? I'll, I'll accept that." She's like, "Nowhere else will." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Little did she know there was a pub in Staten Island that fucking would. So uh, there you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah. But then you have to go to Staten Island. So then you're like, yeah, you're, uh, that's getting desperate. It feels like. Right? Well, we're going there to meet a girl, but I wasn't. My friend was. This is a fucking big tangent. Whether or not this makes. I it love come. it. I'm into it. Uh, so we went for a night at uh, Staten Island, um, and we get a, we get a taxi to whatever the pub is in Staten Island. We're supposed to meet this girl, and the taxi pulls up to like this pub that's clearly shut down there's bars in the windows fucking derelict <laughs> yeah. he's like oh no man sorry i forgot that's my new york cabbie accent brilliant one too good yeah and uh and he drives away he's like oh yeah that place shut down they kept serving minors <laughs> serving underage <laughs> and we we're sitting in the car like ah shit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so we get to where we're actually going and um the bouncer's like oh, i can't really accept that and genuinely, we just gift of the gabbed it, like just used our Scottish charm. Yeah. The manager from the pub ended up coming out speaking to us. He was like giving it the whole, oh, I'm actually Irish bullshit that you get in North America. And then, um, of course, yeah. And then we were just explained how we've got work visas, yeah, that. And he was like, oh, I fully get it. I fully get it. Come on in, boys. And we're like, da, da, da. fuck yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Again, to highlight the simpler times of this, so this pub we went in and we're like, right, get around in to one of the mates and he just came back smiling. And we're like, what is it? And he's like, it's free beer until 11 o'clock. And we're like, what? He's like, it's free. So we turned around and there's people just pouring pints and just putting them on the bar top. I mean, I'm not saying that certain drugs wouldn't have existed back then that you could... But we were just like, this is fucking brilliant. I mean, that was worth going to Staten Island for. Like, so for real, for real. If even just, if even just for this, for the story, you know. I I mean, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then, hi, free beer, Staten Island. There's a whole other saga that 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 story. But oh, the girl we went to meet, my friend couldn't find her for a while, 
there was a kind of nightclub upstairs. We went upstairs and she was smooching somebody else anyway. So there it is. There it is. It's women for women. <laughs> uh, Just for the record, I'm just so, talking about women. I do like you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that was my, my second woman joke. You know, we're going to need to, it's the rule of three. We're going to need to get one more in and then we got to kill it from there, right? But uh, you got to save it. You got to save it for the right time. (laughs) So, I mean, that was a very long-winded how I got to Canada. A little detour into Staten Island. And yeah, then, yeah. yeah, And so is that is that why you had to flee? Because you, you were caught with a fake ID, so you had to come to Canada? And... <laughs> <laughs> then I went back. came back and realized, you know what? I just need a bit more of that in my life. So yeah, applied for a work visa for Canada. And then I just came over. I actually knew I'd met a couple of people in passing. Friends were friends. Don't really want to dive into that mm-hmm. too much. Um, that is another woman's story, actually. Um, but <laughs> and they were like, "Yes, come to Canada," and they were from Victoria, so that's why I ended up in Victoria. So, gotcha. So I yeah. came over because that's like, such a. It feels like such a random place to show up out of all the places in Canada. You know, especially coming from, let alone from the UK, but plus even from the side of America you're on, like you're on the opposite side of the country. When my mum and dad came to visit me, they were like, you literally could not have gone further away from us on this work visa. And I'm like, they're like, exactly. is we said? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. Because, so, it was, uh, I think it was Bunak as a company. Um, and, so I was on a flight over, I think there was maybe 10 to 15 of us on this work visa that you, we kind of just met that day at the airport. Yeah, yeah. And, I think almost all of them just then went to Banff. Oh, yeah. We went to like an orientation meeting and they're like, you know, go to these resorts. It's easier to get money, easier to get a job, mm-hmm. yada, yada, work the seasons, that kind of shit. But then because yeah, I'd Banff, done Whistler, that, right. the summer season, like in Jersey, I was like, I don't want that. I just want to kind of assimilate into a normal society of jobs. Sure. Well, yeah, so yeah. Off, off I went to Victoria. They were like, folk were like, where's Victoria? I was like, I don't fucking know. I just know I need to catch yeah. a ferry. And then... <laughs> <laughs> you get off and you're there. Just I mean, dazed. What, the, what that ferry journey that is, by the way, that is... That is a journey. I love, I love that wee trip. I can't Yeah, yeah that, what, is it, what is it, the Strait? Is that the Georgia Swart- Strait? That they, that I can never see. So it's Schwartz Bay to... Sawasin, yeah. Yeah. And that's you it. always, you can always to... tell who's from where, right? Because they always yeah. say you can always tell who's from from not not around there because they always say Tawasin. Right, <laughs> that's the that. easy like. Ah-ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cold. Right. Yeah. So then I went to. So then I ended up in Victoria, and that was it. So. Mm. Um, and were you just there working, or were you studying at all, or like like what what crossed paths with uh, you know? Because obviously we met through Mel, and so what what crossed paths? Yeah. So my time there was kind of in two chapters, really. So mm-hmm. I, think I went there in August. So say August to Christmas, and then Christmas to whenever I left. I think maybe yeah, yeah. Start of June. Um. So the first the UVic website was very handy because it has like this sort of I don't know if it still does, but it had at the time it had like listings for off campus housing. Because I was like, I need yes. to be somewhere to live, but I kind of want to live with, you know, 
young fun people you know so basically mm -hmm. just give her mm -hmm. these um listings for flats so the first one um it was a girl called jessica um she was on the writing program or the journalism program at uvic or whatever and uh so she had a, a room in a, a nice wee apartment in cook street village um oh nice which was a nice wee spot to to stay in initially and then that was just up until christmas time and then someone else was moving in so then i had to find somewhere else again yeah. for the listings um, there's such a fun shuffle in that city all the time i i i feel like it's the only way to survive there is everybody's always i don't think i stayed in one place longer than a year ever yeah. in victoria i mean you're was, just it, always you know it was great it was a great shuffle i mean don't worry i mean me and, me and jess got on fine but i felt like she was i mean i don't know if her course was intense but she seemed always very busy with that so maybe mm. more studying work less play that i was maybe mm -hmm. i mean we did go around to the corner there's a good wee pub in cook street village we'd go around there mm -hmm. the pool sometimes um but we were never i don't think we we're ever going to be the best of friends you know so then yeah. <laughs> i think then we we'll work uh, with mel we just kind of had it off right away you know it's just quite social yeah. goal and then quite a social course all you guys were kind of doing anyway you know so there was lots of interactions yeah. and then i just kind of became pals with some some of you guys that way i mean i did have That's some other way. pals as well disclaimer yeah. you know not just i wasn't stuck with i'm living with you please make me friends <laughs> i need friends you know give me your friends hi because i had some <laughs> other other guys that i knew that i would i would hang out with and then obviously uh work um yeah i just so what did you end up doing with your time what was what what job did you land there uh, i <laughs> i worked in a one of the tourist shops on government street is that what it's called yeah yeah so i yep, worked in yep. one of those that main days. strip the like yeah yeah, yeah okay. so they're just up from like the empress up to like the mm -hmm. the shopping center if that's what it's called Pure. going into the archives of the memories here um, right, I know. I think, I mean, I know it had the bay, so I don't know. I, I, I think it was called, I don't know if it was the bay center uh, or not. I know it just had the bay. We'll, we'll go right. with it. We'll go with it. Yes, um, right, exactly. Yeah. But I think, so I went out one day. So I got that first place, that first apartment secured, and I was like, fuck, I need to find a job now to help pay the rent. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I went out one day with like my, my CVs or uh, resumes translate i'm quite good at the translation words i know sometimes <laughs> I, um, I appreciate it <laughs> and uh so i popped into government street because i was like this will be easy and i literally went into well i went into two shops to hand one out but they're actually owned by the same person so i literally submitted <laughs> one and i went into this shop <laughs> and uh, i handed my thing in and the guy behind the, the counter i think he was like Oh, all right cool and then he was like he had my accent obviously and he was like oh are you are you irish and i'm like ah no no i'm scottish he's like oh, all right sorry i didn't quite hear you and i i gave it the well, at least you didn't say i was english kind of fucking <laughs> joke yeah surprisingly <laughs> this guy went up and told the boss like this guy came in he seems you know decent let's give him a job that guy's actually from fucking England, you know? So oh, basically... <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy was, um, 
he's from Liverpool, but he'd moved across oh, yeah. to when he was like, I think 12 or 13 or whatever. So he still had a little underlying twang. Sure. But obviously, I wasn't tuning in for, for Scouse accents, is what you call. Um, so, I mean, I really could have fucked it up. Anyway, I didn't. <laughs> so I added out these two resumes. I, and, and then I had a blister on my foot and I thought, fuck this. And I went into the bay, if that's what we're calling it, because yeah. they, had a, they, had a, they had a beer shop on the ground floor. And I went and bought <laughs> a crate right. of beer and went home. And I thought... <laughs> Job well done. Long I day. Was, you know. I was yeah. like, okay, maybe another day. And then I got a phone call and I was like, oh, I've got a job. This Canada stuff. Take it. This. Like... <laughs> And so what, what, um, why, why did you leave just because your visa expired or like, yes, did, you, so did you go straight back home or what, what happened? No, there? I went a wee, a wee jolly. So it was a year working visa. Um, and so when I booked my flights, I purposefully, because I know myself as being a lazy bastard, I, I booked to fly into Vancouver and home from Toronto so that I had gotcha. to at least get there. Um, at some point to fly home but what I did was I left and I caught the train from oh, nice. Vancouver to um, Toronto which was yeah. magical, I stopped off a few places so I stopped so I did it in three, three sections so Vancouver to Edmonton um, yeah. which was so you leave Vancouver, your train goes through the Rocky Mountains, and then it gets dark, and I was like, this is shit, yeah. I really like to see more of the mountains. So then I fell asleep, and I woke up, like it was just budget trains, so like just regular chairs, you had sure. to sleep on. Yeah, 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 you're sitting up, right, you can't even Ah, yeah, there. I yeah. mean, you could fold them yeah, out yeah. a bit, and there was like a nice viewing carriage and things as well, there was a dining car, I went sure. to a dining car. Which was fucking love it. It was like murder the Orient Express stuff, you know, like <laughs> right. I was gonna say, it sounds like uh, uh, what's her name, Christie, Agatha Christie, right? Yeah, it was fucking weird. Um, I so then I fell asleep and then I woke up and they were still in the Rocky Mountains. I was like, okay, okay, these are fucking big. Yeah, um, yeah. There's then, a lot of them. <laughs> and then, I got, then I got off Edmonton and I actually stayed with a guy I never met. This sounds sordid. Quickly, Gregor, finish the story. Uh, so a guy that. It was a, fr- a friend, I love it. a friend of a friend, who yeah. started talking to me on Live Journal. I don't know if you ever had a Live Journal. I remember Live Journal. I used I used a different type. I used I used Blogger or okay, Blogspot. Yeah. Uh, I think I used Diary Line at one point, but uh, but yeah, I know, yeah, I know it. Well, same, so I mean, I think I've managed to successfully wipe it off the internet. So some of it was fucking <sighs> atrocious. I sure hope I sure hope I did. <laughs> So then I stayed with this random guy for um, three or I think maybe three nights, three four nights in Edmonton. And um, at that time, the, the Oilers were in the Stanley Cup Finals, so oh yeah, it was a good time to be in Edmonton. So went down to White Ave, like the big kind of pub yeah. area there for like Game Seven, which they lost, but it was still a fucking yes. great wee day out. Um, yeah. So that was nice. Quite liked Edmonton, the big West Edmonton Mall, and all that kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it seemed nice. Um, 
I love Edmonton. I think it's a great city. It's yeah. a little it's a little flat, but it's I think it's a ton of fun. I mean, I don't think I could hack it in the winter or whatever, but it's no. all the same. No, it's yeah, it's certainly uh, you know. Yes. Uh, yep. So, no, so I'm forever grateful to that that guy letting me letting me uh, stay with him. Um, still kind of mm. keep in contact. Well, Facebook stalk him now and again. Um, <laughs> You're uh, aware what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in Vancouver and he's. Seems to be like an assistant director of like TV shows and shit these days, and he's oh, friends with Juliette Lewis, and I'm like, this is weird to me. <laughs> like, for real. That's what oh, I messaged man. him one day. I just saw your friends with Juliette Lewis. This is fucking weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> not spoke to him <laughs> since fucking properly since 2006, and I'm like, man, those those times are always those times are always like when that happens to a friend. I'm 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 always flabbergasted. There was this. Uh, I, I have a friend on Facebook who I only ever like literally hung out with one night that was it that was our entire friendship was one night of drinking and we bonded and facebook friended 10 years later you know i still see his post and he's like he's like friends with alan cumming and uh and alan cumming like like posts about him and i'm just like how how like how does somebody do that how does that happen in your life where did you go right <laughs> you know alan cumming almost fucking knocked me down on his bicycle one night bastard motherfucker <laughs> this was so this was when was that 10 years ago i was walking up to a gig i was going to a gig myself because i'm that cool um <laughs> and like some guy was came down the pavement on his bike and kind of like gingerly almost hit me slash bump into me into the fucking fence and i looked at him he looked at me and i was like i walked, I walked away and i was like i think that was alan coming <laughs> So, I had like a very basic phone at that point, but I did have some internet capability, and I don't do Twitter. But I thought, how will I find out that was Alan Cumming? So, like, yeah. googled Alan Cumming Twitter, and it loaded up. And the most recent thing was a picture of him with his bike going, "Look at my new bike!" <laughs> I don't know way. I was like, I'll, and that one, I was like, oh, can I be fucking registered Fuck and going like funny. get off the pavement, dickhead, like. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, i mean so i guess oh, i'm friends with alan coming as well then you know <laughs> exactly exactly you know you know it's a different type of bond it's more of a it's more of a blood debt that yeah, he owes, but okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get him back one day fucking just yeah. elbow money or something <laughs> exactly don't even explain just be like now we're even yeah right? you remember <laughs> um so yeah Sorry, we're derailing, but derailing. We're, we're, hey, oh, hey. So you're you're on the train. I know I'm doing it too. Uh, so you're on the train heading to Toronto, which is a trip that I'm like again so jealous of because it's something that I've always wanted to do. Is that is that trip across Canada? Like I've oh, driven beautiful. it. I mean, times, you get, I've always you wanted get, to train it. Yeah, you get so you get the mountains, you get the the, the fuck all flatness, and you got all the all your lakes and stuff as well. The stretch. Yeah. So then I went to Winnipeg for a few days, and then I went to Toronto. Um, um, but I was so it was the last stretch. I think was a day and a half in total on the train. So that was a bit. It got a bit samey and a bit tedious at that point. Yeah. Well, especially but, when you in in Ontario too. Ontario gets really tough because, like the way we drive it, we always go around the the Great Lakes, and it's like it's the first one you see is really nice, but then when you're looking at the sixth one, and it's still 
like completely hidden by tre- the same trees yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. You're like, okay, this this fucking blows. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Apparently, I th- actually it was it was Dave Dave Brown who was saying that uh, the same amount there's this there's the same amount of highway from Vancouver to the entrance of Ontario as there is just to get around the Great Lakes from the entrance of Tr- Ontario to Toronto or to the other side of the Great Lakes. Like obviously not like like not it, it's compressed, but it's like if you were to stretch it out, uh, it's the same so amount like, of, of highway, it, you know. Yeah. That's... Yeah, because there's so much winding up and down and around, and, oh, and it's such a okay. fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, scenic but tedious. If you, right. I mean, yeah. really nice the first time, and then you're like, oh, these fucking lakes, build a bridge, <laughs> like a <laughs> 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 wee, wee tunnel but, under it. And so, and so you're back. So you you head back to Scotland, and like like. You've just been there basically ever since. Have you done any more like bouncing around? Like, yeah. this is from here on in, this like honestly, my awareness of your life is like now you're married and have a kid, and that. But that was so much longer after, right? Yeah. So that's recent. I mean, so I came back, and then I had grand plans of doing the same thing I did in Canada, but to New Zealand. Um, oh. but in order to get a New Zealand visa, you had to have two grand in your bank account at the time of applying and I was like the mirror image of that by the time I get back from Canada so I was two in the hole and I was like (laughs) fuck I'm like I'm never going to quickly offset that Um, and I never really I I don't know I never even mentioned it to my folks I wouldn't have considered asking them for the money although I guess it was probably just a short term loan while I apply give it back to them and then go to New Zealand fucking in debt you know you know, that's what a bunch of my friends did to go travel is what they did is they pooled enough, you know, like, you know, it must have been two two grand for wherever it was they were going. Yeah. And the way, what they would do is they would just stagger applications and they would just move the money around Whatever. different banks until they were all approved. And then they and then they redivvied yeah. up the money. Right? Hindsight. Now that I've said that out loud, why did I not just fucking do that? So. <laughs> so yeah, I could have been in New Zealand, but no. So that then that never came to fruition, and then I just sort of mm. fell into, I guess that adult life that I was dodging yeah. on my year away, you know. So then, sure. I mean, I've I never really. I, I mean, I'm not a a career man. I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. I like to think one day I might sure. realize, but I'm always just like, as long as I've got <laughs> enough money to like. You know, beer money, holiday money, you know, mm-hmm. rent or whatever. Then I'm, I'm I'm happy, happy camper. You know, yeah. so yeah. I had that for for yonkies for years, and then and took a while. I had a well, I did do some traveling. I mean, I, where are we now in my life? So came back in two thousand six. <laughs> Fucked about just trying to get the debt for several years, mm-hmm. but then still enjoying going out too much to ever really get out of debt. So I was kind of just in the hole for a while. Real for sure. like, it's a, it's almost you're you're just maintaining the, ah, the minimum payments like a, kind of thing. That's where I'm at. Yeah, to like say no to going out and making memories with your friends so that you can then yeah. give the bank some money back. Nah, fuck that. You know, like. Big time. Yep. The best years of your life. That kind of that period where you actually start getting a a, a bit of money, and mm-hmm. you've got no responsibilities. That's the fucking golden years, you know. Like, 
mid twenties for me, or you know, stretch out as long as you can. Um, <laughs> but then, so I worked for an insurance company for years, and they were then outsourcing and downsizing and shit. So I got the opportunity to take voluntary redundancy, which then gave me a lump sum of money, which finally flipped me out of that. Uh, debt spiral, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, got me. I got a couple of trips to India out it as well, paid for by the work to like oh, train cool. the people that I was giving my job to, which was wow, a fucking cool. bonus. So, and it, so they flew me out business class on a an Emirates Whoa. flight. Like I don't. I mean, it was. I mean, I was so out of place, but you know that way. Like I was like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> you get actual little. Salt and pepper shakers, cutlery, a glass of champagne when you walk on, <laughs> reclinable chair. It was, I mean, it ruined, it's ruined flying for me. Don't get me wrong. Like, I can't I'll see. Bet. Yeah. Because I'm never going to afford that myself. But right, right. Uh, that got me out of the hole. But then I had what I saw as a golden opportunity for more travel, basically, you know. So mm. I didn't have a job. Yeah. I had a bit of money. I'm, I, I was like, I'm done. I'm fucking off again. Um, yeah. Like I said, like I, I, I was fed up with that two week holiday life cycle bullshit again. So oh. then I went to, I did a Trek America. I just read they went bus recently, actually uh, folded. But so I did a coast to coast America thing. So like it started in uh, New York. Well, it started in the New York airport actually, and then it finished up in LA. So it was like a big southern loop down through like Tennessee, down to New Orleans, Texas. Uh, where else did I go? Fucking Grand Canyon, Vegas, and LA, and all that. So that was. Uh, and it's just like a, it's like a, it's a guided tour through the whole thing, or is it sort of like a we take you, drop you off, and you do your own thing? Uh, a bit of both. So it was just okay, like okay. everyone plowing a van, um, and it was like campsites at night, apart from when you're in big cities. And I, so if it was like you got to Washington D.C., sorry, that's one of the first stops. I was like, here's Washington, go and play, do what you want, you know? Right. So like, <laughs> um, so you could do what you want if you want to do the museums or, you know, whatever. But it's another yeah, thing yeah. you're just in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, right. Tennessee, it was like, who wants to go whitewater rafting? I'm like, oh, well, I mean, right. don't talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's fuck all else to do, so of course I'll go whitewater rafting, like. Right, yeah. What's the other option? Sit in the sit in the van whilst other people do it. Real. So, right. Um so I uh so I did that and then at the end of that I actually then flew up to uh, Vancouver because I had a buddy getting married there as well. So then I gotcha. had a few weeks, so I supposed to stay away for th- so four or five weeks and then Kinda had a little holiday romance with a girl I met at this wedding, <laughs> and then she was supposed to be giving me a lift to the airport to go home, and she was like, "Why don't you just stay?" And I was like, mm. "And she's like, you know, you'd say you've got nothing going on at home, the now." And I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. She's like, "Why don't you just stay?" I mean, I mean, you're in the company of a nice female. And it's four o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's a fucking brilliant idea, you know? Like, yep, yep. 
It makes a lot of sense. Uh, right, it did. So then I stayed for two weeks more. So, like, she had a, a place. She lived at, is it Kitts Beach? Is that what it's called in Vancouver? So, yep. like, yeah, literally, I then became a resident of Kitts Beach, like, right across from the swimming pool, like, for two weeks. Oh, shit. <laughs> had, my own fucking, <laughs> had my own fucking house keys and everything. <laughs> like, Holy shit. <laughs> just just bumblebutting your way through. Hey, I, I love it. Yeah. It was good. And then eventually I thought I should probably come home and get back to the real life adult shit, you know? So, yeah, yeah. And then that's us. Here we are today. Got a job. Met a lady a few years later. We finally got a little something cooking, you know? Got it yeah. going on. And then uh, married. And now have a little wee 10 month old boy. It's beautiful. I love that. I, you know, it, so this is the this is the funny thing. This is actually this brings us right up to like when we started planning this episode because this has been a long time. Yeah, coming. yeah. So that was October uh, nineteen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like you know, you reached out uh, just before or, or or potentially on your honeymoon, depending on yeah. on which timestamp to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but it ended up taking like oh, another year for us to make this work, and uh, and in that time, yeah, you've had these huge, you know, life shifts, right? And uh, it's really exciting. It's really cool to see, like, you know, it, it it's always really exciting for me to see friends become parents because it feels like you get to see who I don't know if I want to say who they really are, but it's like you get to see them in uh, a totally different light and in a much more like. I find them to be much more honest and, and that can go in both directions. Right. You know, but like you can see somebody very honestly be the terrible person they actually are. Yeah. Or you can see them like accept their responsibilities and really dive into it and become like really cool parent. People, uh, it's like though, right? your inner true colors come out really into it, what you're saying. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all cliche, you know, like, Best days of your life, you're going to be tired and blah, blah, and all that kind of <laughs> shit, which it is. But at the same stage, it's magical. Like, it just, to me, it just felt so weird, but yet so right at the same time. Yeah. Because um, I'm prior to having my own baby, like, I'm not really one for holding babies. I just think it's a fucking awkward um or like sure. changing nappies and all that kind of stuff and then you know second nature within like you two days it. and you're like this is actually amazing but yeah terrible so but amazing but mainly amazing <laughs> but sometimes terrible but you know like <laughs> you know the, the, the thing of it is that it's like that's everything that's life that's I that's life of being like people. this mostly sucks but when it's good it's good Aye. you know yeah so that was spot, and then, I mean, so he wasn't. I mean, I guess he will be part of the baby boom. That the I don't know if you guys had lockdowns and you know stuff like that. So he is a kind of. Oh yeah. I mean, technically, he's a Vegas baby. Actually, was in Vegas as COVID was kind of kicking off. Um, <laughs> basically, got told to leave Vegas. Um, yeah. Because they were closing. So I I think him was a wee Vegas baby. So he's not quite a lockdown Corona baby, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then He'll be the known thing, as an elder lockdown. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, he's like, <laughs> I was saying so, like, because we didn't know we're having a boy or a girl, and I guess this is sort of gender 
cliches these days, but I was like, if it's a wee girl, then like my opening line of the speech at the wedding will be like, you know, she's proof what yeah, happened yeah. to Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas, you know? I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll make a speech at my son's wedding if he gets married, yeah. and I can just still use the there same part because it's interchangeable, so. I was going to say, that's not a gendered statement, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's easy, you know? <laughs> so we, we Vegas baby, so we're looking at names, we're trying to go for like Bellagio or you know, fucking <laughs> Empress. We, we stayed in the Excalibur, so I was like, right, so the like, Mirage, you know, King Arthur, or <laughs> or fucking Guinevere. Oh and I was like, <laughs> like right? Luxor, just yeah. name, name him Luxor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right, let's just go super tacky and just go for it. But nah, savings, checkings, GIC budget r-e-s-p r-r-s-p t-f-s-a mutual funds credit score emergency funds variable versus fixed rates compound interest retirement the list goes on and on it's time to make sense of it all at connexus credit union they want to help financial literacy is a critical life skill giving you the knowledge and confidence to make smart, responsible decisions about your money. Visit ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca to find expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events, and increase your financial literacy knowledge and confidence today. Direct West is a proud partner of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Direct West has a local expert team right here in Saskatchewan, that will work with you to build your website exactly how you imagine it. Let them help you improve your online presence. Head to directwest.com to learn more. I mean, guess the general concept of this is because like Facebook has become a cesspool of fucking nonsense. Yeah. But I That's feel like all the social yeah. medias are just like the same branches and the same shit. Tree and I feel people one hundred percent exactly. They're just better at pushing their yeah. algorithm. Oh, you're still on Facebook, and I'm like, you spend right all day in Twitter scrolling the same shit. At least I know the people talking exactly. shit. You read strangers shit. Like it's I don't get it exactly. So wow, what a great way of putting it too. Yeah, right? like that's you know it's 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 funny because that's spot on how I see it too. Where it's like you know like everybody's like oh you use Facebook well I'm better than you because I'm on TikTok. It's like actually like. The TikTok algorithm is way more uh, aggressive yeah. and way more insidious, you know. But, like you, but you, you know, dive, also, on, right? dive on people you don't know, whereas I maybe judge someone's fucking aunt for tagging them in a stupid chain thing. But anyway, that was it. Right. I was gonna. So, as so, my thing that is kind of a love and hate thing, really, in terms of friends. So, as tied into friendship, is is whatsapp so like mm. i love it i use it every day but like whatsapp groups i feel are becoming a bit more of a bone of contention so like are whatsapp groups a big yeah. culture thing for you guys so it's like i feel like here it's like let's chuck a whatsapp group chuck in like 10 friends yeah and then i think people then think that means you've spent quality time with your friends you know and i'm like yeah Yes. I'm like chucking a couple of crying face emojis in at a 
joke or a meme doesn't now be there to go out for a fucking pint and just yeah. atching up, you know? And yep. then 100%. My thing, so the whole, because it's all tone, it's all like you don't get tone from email. So like, people mm-hmm. are writing shit and what's up and I'm reading it and I'm like, fucking dicks at it again, chanting shit. And he's probably meant it in a different way. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, fuck. And I'm like, I really don't like this guy in WhatsApp, but see when I see him in person, what a, what a guy. And I'm just like, love ah, him, yeah. What's this? And I get it. I'm not wrong. I like WhatsApp. I like it's, it's like a stag do or a Christmas night out or something. You need to get a certain boat together. Boom. Here's the details. Boom, boom, done. Mm-hmm. It's then like the week or so after the stag do, and then there's some folks still chirping into that group, trying to keep it going. And I'm like, yeah, fuck off. No, it's over. That's expired. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta like, you gotta have like a, a kill switch, right? You gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah. shut them down. Hi. I mean, I've got, I've got some that are very active. So like, I've got one which is three, three, which I think three is a good number uh, of people, mm. and it's like my most common one because I wouldn't message these people individually. I just we just chuck at each other. And I've got one. Of course, yeah. Fantasy football is a big one. And then I've got a few others, but I'm just like, and some people don't like them, and I feel that's that's my thing. Is like, I now know some people don't like them. Sure. I mean, I don't even know if I've asked you a question about this. Have I even asked a, like, <laughs> you like, you just asked and I fucking ranted about it for five minutes. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting actually, because like WhatsApp isn't, at least in my experience, it isn't as big here mm-hmm. as it is overseas like in europe it's really big oh, and in asia it's really big and mm. it's like it's not it's not or i guess it's actually more like ah, there's a different app in in china but um yeah it's not as big here and i and i think you know we actually use we use facebook chat right you know we just use the messenger on the app but it's ah, like a okay. separate app right um and i find group chats to be exhausting i don't i don't really like them all that much because what ends up happening is what 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 I've gone through this so many times with different group chats where it's like, I'll join, I'll be really excited, I'll be really engaged, and it'll just be like, bing, 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 you know, and like notifications, endless notifications. Yeah. You have 10 people and your notifications on, your phone will never stop vibrating. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, you could use it as, you know, like, anyway, you know, so it's like, so I turn off notifications and then I forget to check it. And so when I do remember to you and I come back to it, there's now 50 new messages that I don't have the time or patience or even really the interest to catch up on. Mm-hmm. And, and so now I'm, now I'm out of the loop and I don't know what's happening and I'm trying to interject myself and, you know, and I go so back and forth too with it because it's like, it is a shorthand for staying in touch, right? It's yeah. a, it's a, it's almost like a, it's like a life hack, right? You know, and it's like, and I think you could look at it in both directions. Like you say about like, I think people can treat it as I've done enough. But then I think it is also you could treat it as like if I can't do what I want, at least I've got this right, you know. Um, and so I do appreciate it, but I also I find myself more on the opposite side of being like, "Oh, you guys all have a group chat, and I'm not in it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> I find myself far more often on that side of the conversation <laughs> than anything, and I'm always like, "Yeah, yeah, funny." Funny thing happened in that group chat, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, right guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so it's like, so I, you know, I, I fall in a few different places, with it, you know, and and I find, yeah, I, I think, I think all those apps are an extension 
I don't think people count WhatsApp as social media, right? But to me, it's so that's exactly it. it. Is yeah, very much the same thing, but it's just of course it is more condensed that like you say. So it isn't you're not going to group chat with hundreds of people. You don't need to scroll through things to find. It's just the conversations are active, but yeah. And I just think uh, sometimes I'm just like, just fucking chill out. You know, I see yeah. some people post the same shit in different group chats at the same time. And I'm like, yeah. like if there's football on, like, oh, what a goal. I'm like, just fucking yeah. watch the telly, man. Like, don't need... Exactly. You don't need interaction of multiple group chats. Yeah. You know, like, when I'm watching TV, proper TV, not like eating my dinner, watching shit TV. I mean, yeah, yeah. when I'm watching TV, my phone's down, you know? Yeah, people, yeah. People like, oh, this program, like, there was a BBC drama on recently. Mm-hmm. Fucking most watched thing this year, whatever. And then this one group chat, oh, this is pure right. I'm like, yeah. As they're watching it through. Maybe if you put your yeah. fucking phone down, then, like, you'll experience it. Like, it just does my body. That's something. Holy fuck. Isn't that something? Hey, like, you know, I, I see so much uh, discourse. I see so much, you know, I mean, it's not really discourse. It's not really a conversation. It's just people tweeting. But, like, it's people people saying, like, why don't I like media the same way I did 10, 15 years ago? And it's like, well, because you're not in, in, interacting yeah, you're with not it, the same it because attention. you're not even watching it, yeah. right? Yeah, you've got it on in the background while you scroll your phone. So, of course, you don't like it as much because you're not engaged in it, yeah. you know? And, and you know, and, that, and I think that is the root of a lot of these different things is our fear of, like, we've become afraid of being disconnected from things because we're afraid of missing something, right? And it's like... The more the more online you are, and yet if you're like actually unpacking it, in, rather than like just rolling with it and just being like, okay, this is the thing we're talking about. You know, there's that joke in Twitter about like the game of Twitter is, you know, there's one main character every day, and the the game is to not be the main character. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and it's like, but I think that that is like, you know, I think Twitter is fascinating, and I'm on it, but I also find it so gross because it's like people just mindlessly go with the the subject of the day and they all decide they have to have their hot take and they all have to like spew their opinion on whatever thing we're told we think about today and yeah and it's like, like, comment and it's like if you miss a day yeah and but like, if you miss a day like if you if you if you come in late or if you well that's just it you're not even talking to people you're just shouting at nothing you know but if you if you miss a day you miss nothing because yeah. the next day they've moved on and they don't even talk about whatever happened the day before because it doesn't matter. And so everybody just moves on and it's the next subject. So it's like we're so afraid of being disconnected when it's like I think it would do us a lot better collectively and individually to just like not care so much about mm. everything and not need to weigh in on everything so much. You know, I always come back to this line from Bo Burnham's new special where he's like, I don't remember it verbatim, but he's like, you know, could could we all just shut the fuck up for one second? Like, we just don't... You don't need to know everything about everything at all times, always. You could just shut the fuck up for one minute. Yeah, you know? Like, like, words, I'd say, yeah. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. I love it, you know? <laughs> and I think about that all the time, where it's like... I mean, fuck, and I know, I get it, I have a podcast, but it's like, this is the space for that. I don't do this all day, every day on Twitter. This is where I do. Context and situations, but yeah. Exactly, that's exactly right. But it's this idea of, like, 
you don't have to have an opinion on everything that happens. And you don't have to be interested in other people's opinions on everything that happens. Because it's just things that happen in life. And those things go away because they've happened now. Mm. <laughs> you know? And so it's just like, who gives a shit? Why do I give a fuck? Right? Yeah. All that fucking full celebrity Kim Kardashian bullshit that folk care about. Yep. I'm like, yep. come on, man. Like, what use is it? You know? Like, yeah. you know, and it's like, if it makes you happy, that's one thing. But I don't see a lot of happiness in these interactions. No. You know, I don't see a lot of joy. I see a lot of jealousy and I see a lot of vitriol and I see a lot of resentment. And so it's like you're not – this doesn't make you happy. This makes you actually more afraid. It makes you feel lonelier. It makes you feel more disconnected. But you keep on grabbing at it because you think this will be the tweet that fills the void. Yeah. If only this Instagram will get enough likes, then then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 right. And it's like no, like you just need to make yourself happy. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Simple, simple time. Right. I don't know I, that. I don't think we've actually asked your questions, your friendless questions, have we? Well, so this is so. Look, you know, this is the thing. Actually, this is this is the sort of you know, coming back to all of this and, and this will be sort of our, a bit of our wrap up section is like, you know, coming back, you, you were saying, you know, about the, the, the start of Facebook and what is it and, and, and the start of the show and, and yeah. what's it in context of. And, you know, there was a lot of different things swirling around my mind when I started the show. Initially, I was just like, I just want to start a podcast and this is an easy way to get guests. Mm-hmm. And then as the years went on and as I, especially with, covid and lockdown and and all these things what i realized is that this was actually a really important exploration for myself to not only to reconnect with people from my past and to sort of like get this beautiful moment of connection with an individual you know which is which is such a difficult thing now right like we have to literally schedule one-on-ones now you know um but at the same time too it's it's really driven me to explore like what it means to be a friend and have I been a good friend? And um, so, yeah, so my two questions that I've sort of been smushing together is, is on one hand, you know, if I'm going to be able to a- answer the question, if I've been a good friend, I have to know what it means. So I always ask my guests, what does it mean to you to be a good friend? And, and then as a little follow-up, and I'll sort of, I'll put this to you together and then you can kind of roll with it is the idea of, you know, and you're experiencing it really intensely too, you know, with, with lockdowns and isolation and, and, and these waves of our politicians fucking up so royally. Uh, we're so disconnected. We're so lonely and isolated. So what is it going to take to be a better friend going forward into 22, you know? Um, and in top of that, you know, and I, I've actually been switching the question a little bit recently of like, not only what could you do to be a better friend to others, but what could others do to be a better friend to you? Yeah, I mean, just in general, I mean, I was trying to think of anything super witty or, you know, out of the box for the friend thing, really. Yeah. But I think it's it's hard to, you know, because to me it's just it's just time, you know. It's mm-hmm. The concept of you giving up some of your time to do something to someone else, and that time's fucking precious, you know. So, yeah. And like time whizzes by so fast, and it's these people that you choose to spend time with. So I really don't know the the 
philosophical term for this, but are you aware of like the concept of how time goes faster when you're older because your life is yes. fractions of years. So when you're five, the year takes forever because it's a fifth of your life if you had memories from day zero, you know? But when yeah. you're, so what am I now? 37. So like this year is a 37th of my life, which is why I look at my yeah. calendar and I go, oh, it's fucking October already because it just evaporates. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, because so like, it's so much fractionally smaller. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then it's just going to continue to get worse and worse. So therefore, the thing goes too fast. Yeah. But the older you get, and yet you can't forget anything. This is my right. problem: is that it's like I found that getting older just means you remember more, and you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck," you know. Yeah. But it, then people then it's harder the older you get to then make time for people. So you've got. Mm. I feel like time's going so fast, and then people are getting more responsibilities and more. So like to get a spontaneity is dead, really, in like my friendship yes. circle, really, like this concept of like a wee text message or a work email at like five to five and a Friday being like anyone fancy a beer I mean that, that's fucking gone you know and I'm fine with that because yes. I'm happy with my life is but to get like an after, a Saturday afternoon couple of pints with pals now it takes like fucking months in the planning <laughs> God look at us it took us a year and a half yeah this and recording. even then like there'll be someone to be like oh fuck I forgot I've got this on I can't make yeah and you're like all right I'll see you then maybe in the next four months but it's right. you're yeah. friends and you fucking see them you know sporadically through mm. the year and it's just it's just strange so I just think if, if I've got the people I consider my friends are people that I want to spend time with and I would give up time yeah. to spend with so like I have this concept of like how do I think kind of decipher between a friend and like maybe a friend of a friend or an acquaintance or whatever and it's like sure that if I saw them walking down the street would I stop and not just say hi but go like do you want to grab a beer you know yeah so sure like, not just the hello pleasantries boom boom but be like I mean this is ideal situation because again that's spontaneity which I've already just announced is dead but in that in my head would could <laughs> I go I go for a beer, mate. You know, we've not seen each other in yeah. four months. Let's go and spend some time together. Boom. Yeah. And catch up. So to me, it's just, for me to be a good friend, I feel like I need to give time to people. And whether or not, yeah. you know, some friendships, that just happens by accident. You know, like, you know, sure. you see people just as you do, because you maybe see them more often. But the ones that you don't see as often, I mean, like you, you've got plenty, I'm sure, but you've got friends that, you may not see for a year or two and you see them and it's like fucking nothing's changed. I love those yep, friendships. I love that, you know, like, oh, you know, those are magic. I love those kinds ah. of friendships. I have found, you know, I, I've actually learned actually something about myself is that, uh, uh, it's actually a trait of ADHD that you don't have, uh, degradation in your memories. And so like, it's literally like it was yesterday. So well, it's actually I mean, a really, it's, yeah, a, it's one like, of those like good traits. Yeah, of it, we'll right? call, that, call that a perk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so just that, I mean, so if any, if then it becomes in your head, you're like, oh, I can't be fucked spending time with that mm -hmm. person. That's when you should go, they're not my friend anymore. You know? Yeah. So that's that. Do you so, have a fear of losing those kinds of connections? Do you find yourself regretting losing those, or do you, or do you like? I don't want to say I don't. I don't think the right words enjoy, but do you like? Do you appreciate losing those kinds of connections? Um, you know what I mean? 
it's tough. I mean, to talk about so like you and like all that kind of Victoria crowd to me, like that was yeah, that was kind of it's tough because I felt like I was really part of your guys' lives. But I guess if I analyze it, that was like a major year of my life, like living in a different country, yada yada. Whereas you guys, you know, at uni or whatever, but just going through your life, so I would fully understand if people don't remember who the fuck I am, you know, because that wasn't a major chapter of their life, but that's like one of my go-to exciting chapters I can talk about, you know? So, Chips Night, so then the whole Facebook thing after that, I felt like I was keeping up with people, relationships, moving about, and then I was like, I don't fucking know these people anymore, you know? But in the same way, I was like, if anyone ever was over here and they didn't contact me, I'd be like, well, fuck you, you know? Oh, so, like, yeah. <laughs> so, because I feel like a lot of, like, I know a lot of the folk were doing, like, like the fringes and whatnot around Canada. And I'm like, sure. I'm like, if anyone ever was to come over and do the Edinburgh fringe, I'd be like to think, folk yeah. would go, like, oh, I remember that guy. I might see if he wants. To go for a beer, ergo, give up some time to, you know, so there's that, but in general terms, I'm quite good at keeping in touch with people, I don't know, maybe I'm scared to let people go, or maybe I'm, Mm. because like, I'm playing a lot of people from school, but I I mean, this is, yeah, hmm. Well, there's there's an interesting thing you're mentioning that I really like the framing of is this idea of like it's it's in some ways it's almost not the fear of losing connection, but it's this fear of losing time. And it's like we're we're right now through social media, we're being really conditioned to think that we don't have time because everything is instantaneous. Yeah. Right. You've got an instant message from WhatsApp. You've got 10 notifications from Instagram. You're you're always on, on, on when it's like that stuff takes seconds. Yeah. Like. There is there is so much time in your day, and and even though time does go fast, there's so much of it, and and life, like life by ratio, is very short because we're comparing ourselves to like whales and trees and mountains, <laughs> but like, Turtles. but like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but like, life is really fucking long if you're lucky enough to live it, you know, and 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 so this fear of losing time is is sort of like a condition to keep us scared and actually not do anything yeah, <laughs> right? keep us in line go to work help the system right don't have yep. fun with it so uh, aye yeah. it's tough but so like my when i get married um i had my stag do um bachelor party mm-hmm. translation um mm-hmm. thank you so like i invited a whole bunch of people and it's 20 odd that's humble brag but like what it was is that <laughs> because like I keep in touch with so many people, say, from high school. There was, like, like three different kind of circles even from there, and it was, like, the first time they'd mm-hmm. all been back together properly since the like, yeah. other major events. And it was just, like, and folk, I mean, folk were, like, why, why are you the guy that kind of, you know, still in touch with everybody? And I don't, yeah. I don't think it's because I put in hundreds of effort about it. I think maybe I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just the perennial Gregor's my friend guy which is I'm absolutely fucking delighted with you know so I mean it's a beautiful trait and it's and it's a trait it's funny how you you, that's that's how I see you right like that's actually how I perceive you is just like this like 
awesome guy who I knew and who I would unquestionably, if I somehow found myself in Scotland, yeah. I would unquestionably reach out. But it's also like it's that thing of like, yeah, but like, why would we now? Right. Like, it's not, you know, it's not it's not that I don't like you. It's just that it's like, well, why would you know, like we've got we've yeah. got shit to do. You're a dad. I'm. I'm I'm not, but I have other things. Ah, you know? I mean, okay, if you've if you made all that way effort to come over here and visit me, I'd at least come see you. <laughs> at least once, right? We'd at least get one drink. You I'll know? show you where the bus station <laughs> is, and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> like, nice to see you, now but, fuck off. <laughs> right, exactly, here you go, you know, but, uh, but, but yeah, so it's like, do you think that's, is that, like, I always try to sort of close out with like something useful to, to listeners to like try and apply. And so do you think that that's like, what do you think is actionable out of that? Is this idea of like quit being afraid of time or is it like reaching out or like, what do you think is like a definable sort of step out of that? Anxiety? I, I don't, I think, you know what it is? I think my friendships with people is just, I kind of know, how to connect people in their maybe their preferred fashion so i mentioned the whatsapp group sure. and some folk might be in them but they're not active in them like they're lurkers so then i'll know okay if i really want to reach that guy i need to private message them or whatever and then sure. I've people that'll phone and they'll fucking take months to phone me back but i'm i'm like yeah. oh that's just them i'm fine with that because i don't really want to lose that connection because yeah. it's good so i mean maybe i'm just a hoarder maybe that's my thing i don't i'm not really a materialistic <laughs> person maybe i just collect friends like fucking you heard friends tr- yeah. like trophies but um, you know what though you're you're saying something that i've been hearing a lot in recent interviews is this idea of like that it's not a one catch-all it's like it's like it's about understanding and respecting each person as the friend that they are mm. as the individual yeah. and you can have you can have shorthand but it's like it's about it's about respecting the person and the process that they need and 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 if you don't know their process then like finding out it's like do you like whatsapp do you would you rather group would you rather yeah. a phone would you rather like be zoom whatever the fuck in a right? group or would you rather be one-on-one you know exactly, um, exactly. i'm just going to yeah. keep saying couple of pints because that's basically how we socialize here but like yeah um, Man, I, I, as somebody with social anxiety, I cannot tell you how how much I I appreciate the social lubricant of alcohol. Oh, you know, it, 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 I would never. I don't think there's a single friend I'd message going, "Do you want to go for a coffee?" Because that's fucking. Right. Mean. <laughs> and they don't ask me that because I guess we're on the same page. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they know better. I I just think that, but in terms of like nowadays, um, like some uh, one of my best friends has this like train analogy for excuse me for the whole covid thing so like he's like we're all on the train just people are in different carriages and he's like everyone's just moving slowly and slowly to the front to drive the train so like yeah. some people are still not happy going outside some people might meet you outside some people will meet you indoors if it's quiet and also just these different stages people feel ready for so it's just like Make sure you're, you know, you're not forcing somebody to go to a, no, you know, somewhere very busy that they're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, 
you know. Fuck, I love that. You know, invite them up to no, I rave when they're, they're scared to, you know, leave the street. So, like, it's just... Yeah, can't even go to a park and they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I love that, man. Man, Greg, you know, I, I, I hate to do this. We, we have to kind of wrap it up. But, like, I want to say how much I appreciate you and, and how much I appreciate finally getting yeah, this interview yeah, going. This and, is you know, cute. like, this has been... This has been awesome. Like, I mean, I'll just say thanks for this little invitation yeah, and also just the concept as well. So, like, I, I don't think I've listened to every single episode, but, like, I've certainly listened to a lot and it's very niche nostalgia for me, you know? It's bit, when you're interviewing somebody sure. that I know, I'm like, oh, yeah. do you remember them? And it's just very, like, it just kind of makes my brain go fuzzy in, like, strange places because it's obviously floods of... yeah set memories so no I, I mean don't get me wrong i listen to episodes that people i don't know and sometimes i fucking prefer them I really pre- no offense people man, i know i really appreciate that yeah yeah no. no i really appreciate that i gotta say thank you for listening because i didn't you know i never i it's funny i'm always like i'm never sure if anybody wants to listen because i feel like i feel like it's very hard to listen to a friend's podcast like i feel like you you kind of more people default to watching or to listening to like a stranger's show you know i don't i don't i think it's pretty hard to get friends to listen but this show is so built around friendship that it's like my only listeners tend to be my friends. Yeah. So it's a funny little push and pull. But I really appreciate that, man. I, you know, that, that means a lot to me. So, I, yeah, thank you. No problem. Um, you know, I've, I've been trying to implement something. I'm, I'm always really hesitant, so I inevitably sort of qualify it before I do. But, you know, I am pulling up your Facebook. Um, obviously, I think we already follow each other on other platforms, so it doesn't matter. But uh, we're getting rid of Facebook here. But, uh, but before we do, you know, I've been really making a point to vocalize this more because it's something that I feel, but I don't always say, and and I want to, I want to be sort of like an example of being able to do it. Um, and I just, you know, Gregor, I think you're absolutely amazing, and I, I, and I love you, like I really do. And I just think, I just think you're so cool. And I know, yeah, we haven't seen each other in ten years, but it doesn't feel like it really matters because you are somebody who has always brought this energy of like warmth and 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 openness and uh you know and it's like and it's yeah i i have nothing but adoration for you and so i just uh good man you know thank you so much for 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 being you and coming on the show no and, and just i mean keep i've it never up. over yeah. ever over vancouver which fuck knows if i ever will be again and you're still there i'll i'll give you a shout and likewise if you're ever yep. out Across the pond, you know, he's a shout. You you got a deal. We're trying, man. We're trying to get there. If even just for a visit, I I'm dying to get to Europe. So and I, and Scotland's way high up on the list. Yes. So uh, so yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but but before we do that, we got to do one last okay. thing. So Gregor Fleming, I'm pulling up your Facebook, and we are that fast. No longer Facebook friends. <sighs> It's a, a tough end to my day, that James. Not gonna lie. That's... And that's it. Thanks once more to Gregor for coming on the show. What an absolute legend he is. So, look, 
I've really gone back and forth about talking about what's going on in my life in public and deciding how much to talk about in public. And honestly, I haven't come up with any answers. I can say I've been working on a new self-compassion program and it talks a lot about accepting life as it is. All of it, not just the parts that you like. And while I really like that sentiment, I don't think it factors into the bizarre sort of pseudo-celebrity behavior that is inherent to social media posting. And I just don't feel like I have the energy just yet. So um, now that I've waffled so cryptically, I guess I'll just say, you know, if you're really curious, if you really want to know, reach out. Um, talk to me. Talk to me directly. You can email me at friendlesspod at gmail.com or find me on social media and all that stuff. Friendlesspod. Um, yeah, I could really use some friends right now um, because the day is very long and there are a lot of hours to feel real fucking lonely in. Um, I will be back next week with my last episode of the season that I'm taking a hiatus while I get my life sort of settled and sorted, but... You know what? I'm going to deal with that then. Because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I'm going to wrap it up before I start crying on the mic and say I love you, and I hope to catch you again soon. Fun and safety, sweeties. <laughs>